When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, this is Kenny Albert. You're listening to the Broadway Hat Podcast with your host, Kyle Hall, the number one podcast for all things Rangers hockey. Welcome back to the Broadway Hat Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Hall, and I don't think anyone would have picked this Final Four. You thought this was going to be McDavid's year in Edmonton, but again, they fall apart before the. Uh, they've only made one Western Conference Final with Drysdale and McDavid, which is insane. So exciting Stanley Cup playoffs. Um, again, McDavid is just crazy. Best player in the world's made the Western Conference Final one time. Didn't even win a game. They got swept in the finals. That uh, was two years ago. Um, so just seeing him and Drysdale lose, I, I just don't understand. I don't understand how that team doesn't build. I, I don't get it. Best player in the world, two of the best players in the world, and they can't win anything. It's crazy. Um, but, yeah, so the playoffs, the playoffs are still very exciting. I don't know if Ranger fans are watching. I've talked to a couple of Ranger fans. They're kind of going in and out. Um it's tough because who do you root for? You know, do you root for uh, the Hurricanes because they have so many former Rangers, like a guy like Derek Stepan and Jesper Foss, who are two fan favorites. Brady Shea was a fan favorite. You know, do you root for them? Or are they, you know, a rival now? So do you, uh, do you root for Florida? But, you know, you don't want maybe the Panthers win because they're in conference. I don't know who you root for. You know, a lot of people are saying, oh, you know, the Rangers, you know, with Jack Eichel, you know, they would have made him. Maybe they get to the Stanley Cup final like Vegas. But I think the Rangers made a good deal. Not getting him to begin with, other story. Um, but yeah, there's some storylines there left there for Ranger fans to kind of pay attention to. But you know, I think um, if you look around the league, there's a couple from Rangers I, I want to see win cups. Uh, if it wasn't the Rangers, I think Matt Zuccarello is one of the names that jumps out at me. Uh, Stepan is definitely up there. I was a huge Derek Stepan fan. Actually, it was just the eighth anniversary of his uh, Game Seven OT winner against Washington. I posted that on Twitter. I that was one of my one of my favorite goals in Rangers history. Uh, so I think those two, those are probably the two top guys. Um, yes, Perfoss, I think he's, you know, was one of the worst decisions Rangers ownership or uh, front office made, letting him go for the price, whatever it was. They should have always should have brought him back. It was Panarin's best year was with him. Um, so, yeah, I mean, those those three guys are probably, you know, up their feet. So I would not mind seeing Carolina win. have a lot of friends who are Carolina Hurricane fans, so. Um, I, I wouldn't, you know, wouldn't root against them, I'll say. I wouldn't root against them. I wouldn't be mad if they won. So I hope people are still paying attention to the playoffs, obviously, with the Rangers out. You know, there's people who lose, who lose interest. The Knicks just lost. So, you know, now people are turning their attention to baseball. And at least the Yankees are a little, are hot and the Mets are a hot mess. But, um, you know, the summer will be baseball. But, hey, those offseason for the Rangers is so important. Gerard Gallant last week, we talked about him getting let go. Who's next in the chopping? Who's next there? You know, the Rangers still have... In their organization, both the Iceman, Jacksonville Iceman, their ECHL team, and the Hartford Wolfpack and the American Hockey League are both still alive in their playoffs. So there are some hockey to watch there for Ranger fans at the minor league level. Um, Chris Knobloch, obviously, is the guy to watch down there as the head coach of Hartford. Is he the next guy for the Rangers? But the Rangers have just under $12 million in cap space. And you got to think that when you see you got to sign Keandre Miller, the big decision is, do you give him a long-term deal or a bridge deal? Alexis Lafreniere, do you give him a bridge deal, long-term deal? Do you trade him? I think he's more of the trading block guy than than uh, Miller is, in my opinion. And then a guy like Barkley Goodrow making $3.6 million as a fourth-line centerman. You re-sign Heedle. You got Trocheck there. You got Zibanejad. So if he's going to play center, which is his natural position, it's going to be a fourth-line role. He's not a top-six player. 
That third line is kind of like the kid line now, so he's he's really slotted into that fourth line, which is a great role for him. He's had two career years that when he signed with the Rangers, they could not have signed up for a better. He's produced his he's produced exactly what they wanted to and more. It's just his contract, three point six million dollars for a fourth line player on that team. You can't do it anymore. So I put an article out in BellyUpSports.com about some crazy. Uh, long shot trades the Rangers can make, and they involve Lafreniere and, and Barkley Goodrow, and one involving Artemi Panarin for Mitch Marner. And listen, a lot of people love him. A lot of people tell me I was crazy. It's it's a fun article. It's a fun article. It was long shot trades to seeing what could happen. And um, so, yeah, so go check it out, BellySports.com. Let me know what you think about the trades. But, yeah, I think those are the two guys that most likely would get dealt in a deal if, if Chris Drury does make a deal there. Um, but it's the off season. We have a long way to go. We have some draft coverage coming up soon. It's uh, you know, once the Stanley Cup ends, it'll start picking up a little more. But some of the uh, still, you know, some of the talking, I think, with some of the coaches and some of the free agency. So we'll see. There's been no coaches that have been contacted yet that I know of for the job, for interviews or anything. So um, that's all coming up, I believe, in the next couple of weeks. But uh, we have a great interview this week. We're joined by our good buddy Jake Elmer. He returns to the show. It's been two years since Jake's been on. So we catch up with him, see what's been going on the last two years. I uh, played over in uh, Slovakia this year, and he played with the uh, top prospect, Rangers top prospect, Adam Sakura, while he was there. So we get the inside scoop on Sakura's game, um, you know how he's, you know how he'll translate to the NHL level. And Jake has some great things to say about him. Uh, so it's great catching up with him. But before we send interview with Jake, I do want to tell you, give you a brief message from some of our sponsors, Caldera Labs. Say goodbye to the generic face wash on your counter because Caldera Lab is here to save the day when it comes to your skin. Backed by a leading clinical trial where 9 out of 10 men experience healthier and visible improved skin, Caldera Lab has the tools to unlock your best first impression and confidence. Today we have an exclusive offer for you, our audience, so you can try it for yourself Why? and you can see why so many men trust Caldera Lab with their skincare needs. Use our code BROADWAY at calderalab.com for 20% off your their best product. Listen, as I'm getting older, in my 30s now, you got to take care of your skin. And these guys are out there helping you take care of your skin. They're helping you with your wrinkles. They're keeping your your they're keeping you young. They're keeping you young. They keep you look good. Kadura Labs creates a high-performance men's skincare product by combining uh, pharmaceutical-grade science along with uh, na- uh, nature's purest and most potent ingredients. Kicking off their stellar skincare selection, we have... The Regimen Bundle, a twice-a-day routine to transform your skin. Inside this bundle, you'll find the Clean Slate, the Base Layer, and the Good. The Clean Slate is where you start your day. It's balancing cleanser that uses gentle plant-based cleansing, uh, leaving all skin types exceptionally refreshed. The Base Layer is a nutrient-dense, fortifying moisture that hydrates your skin and absorbs fa- uh, absorbs fast, leaving with a matte finish so you can start your day confidently and the good is your go-to at night before bed. It's clinically proven multifunctional serum that helps your helps your skin look tighter and smoother as well as help helps reduce visibility of wrinkles and fine lines. How can you not beat that? As you age, you might notice more fine lines and wrinkles. It's a sign of aging, unfortunately. This is the opposite of what any guy wants, really what anyone wants. And the more you neglect your skin, the more visible this will become over time. It's time to control your skin and take these easy steps. Ready to take your skin to the next level with Caldera Lab looking no further than the Icon. The, red, the rejuvenating eye serum is here to help address the, the three most common skin concerns around the eye. Fine lines, dark circles, and puffiness. The three worst things you can have. Committed to transparency, sustainability, and excellence, Caldera Lab is the, on the mission to better, skin, better men's skincare around the world. Priding itself on clean ingredients and doing right by its customers and planet we live in. Caldera Lab is uh, certified... B Corporation, as well as a member of the 1% for the planet. Through uncompromised craftsmanship, ex- uh, exceptional ingredients, and rigorous transparency, Caldera Lab is here to upgrade your skin and confidence. So make sure to get 20% off today by using our code BROADWAY at CalderaLab.com. That's 20% off at CalderaLab.com by using the code BROADWAY. And we're also joined by our friends over at Kunzuri. Fellas, have you ever wished you were a little bit taller? Maybe you matched on Tinder and her profile said must be six feet tall. Maybe your date wears heels and you just can't because you're just not, or she just can't because you're just not tall enough. Well, Short Kings, today's sponsor has you covered. Kanzori makes shoes that make you up to 2.8 inches taller without anyone noticing. 
Look, girls get heels, makeup, and push-up bras. Why can't men get a boost in confidence as well? We're all the same height laying down if you get what I mean. For a limited time offer, our listeners can get up to 15% off every order with your code BROADWAY at Kanzuri.com. The site is already 30% off, so with our code, you save an extra 15% off. That's 45% off your entire order. You're basically getting these shoes for free. So make sure you go show the support to the show and go check out Kanzuri.com. That's C-O-N-Z-U-R-I.com and use the code BROADWAY. Listen, if you can get a little extra edge in the dating game, I'm out of it way now. I don't even want to think about getting to a dating game ever again. Uh, but listen, if you're in there, you're looking for uh, make a good impression, uh, or maybe you're taking a, a picture with some of your guys at home. Listen, I got my, all my friends at home are over six feet tall, so uh, maybe the next group shot, I have to get these shoes on to make sure that I can fit in a little bit. They don't have to uh, <laughs> adjust the lens at all. But make sure you go on there, check them out. Not only does Kanzuri shoes make you up to 2.8 inches taller, but they're also incredibly stylish and comfortable. These are not all man shoes. They're not Velcro shoes. They're not ugly, ugly shoes. You'll get compliments in them. Even if they don't even make you taller, you get compliments no matter what. They have styles for every occasion, smart, casual, sporty, you name it, they got it. The height insoles are actually built into the shoe, so no one can tell that you're hiding some secret height boosts in there. The brand is also hidden on the shoes and the packaging, so it's literally the ultimate height hack. Life short, you don't have to be. It's time to level up the playing field, my guys. Maybe update that dating profile to six feet. Kanzori is an absolute game changer for you and your dating life and your ring life in general. So make sure you go on the website, use our discount code Broadway, save that 15% off. You get the 45% off total. Like I said, it's basically free. So make sure you go check it out. Kanzori.com, C-O-N-Z-U-R-I.com. And make sure you use that code Broadway today. All right, we're now joined by a returning guest, our buddy Jake Elmer, back on the show almost two years to date. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be uh, be back on. So, yeah, I mean, two years. You were, I think, you were in Jacksonville or Hartford last. I think you, you were in Jacksonville last time we talked. Uh, I think you were yeah. going back and forth between Hartford. And uh, you end up in Slovakia this year. So uh, it's been, uh, some stuff's gone on in two years. Yeah, I mean... It doesn't seem like it was that long ago, but I mean, so much has changed since the last time we chatted and, you know, it's crazy how, how much change can happen and let alone two years, but six months or, or whatever it was, it was a, it was a quick decision, but uh, yeah, just ended up overseas and had a blast over there playing. So let's go back to where we left off. So you, you, you play one more year with the Rangers there. You're in Hartford and Jacksonville and uh, you had a good year in Jacksonville too. you 18 goals, your second on the team in the scoring there. Um, and Hartford there too. He had, you know, the limited time you had, had there, you played well. Um, so I guess from that season, I got to ask you about Hartford. Like, is there any guys on that team to you that like maybe stood out to you that you're like, oh man, that guy's going to be an NHL player for Ranger fans kind of look toward? Yeah. I mean, you can, the guys that I was with there, you know, uh, Braden Schneider was there for a little bit. Um, you know, look at the career he's having so far. I mean, Johnny Brodzinski can go up and down and be a force in both lineups at any given day. Um, there's a lot of guys that you can see that have so much uh, ability and it's just about getting opportunities. So those are the kind of the names that stick out probably the most, but um, there's you could probably go through that roster and, and, and pick a guy and be like, if this guy's ready, you probably could be, but it's just about opportunity, right? Everybody knows that it's just getting your chance and making the most out of it. Yeah, we just had Alex Whalen on, and uh, he was like, he knew from the day one when he saw Schneider walk in the door, and he's like, oh, that's a big kid. And he's like, still on the ice. He's like, yeah, this guy's not going to be here very long. Yeah, yeah. He's one of those guys who skates well, thinks the game well, and, you know, he's got a physical presence to his game and makes a smart play. And, just came with they had to develop a little bit down in Hartford and then you know he's where he belongs for sure no nah, Ranger fans love him I mean he hits like a truck and yeah uh, his rookie year I mean what was it maybe 10 games into his rookie he like beats the crap of the guy in the devils like just houses them it's like all right yeah this yeah this kid can stick around yeah he's a strong <laughs> boy good old uh good old western Canadian guy so you know he's a beauty then talk about the western Canadian guys you got your your boy Bedard now Number one overall, soon coming up, going to looks like Chicago now. What a great spot for him to land in! Um, yeah, that's cool. But yeah, I mean, WHL is all the rave now with uh, all his highlights. Yeah, I mean that kid's from what it it looks like from what I've seen from you know World Juniors or whatever it may be, whatever highlights you see on Instagram, Twitter, whatnot. He 
he seems to be the real deal here. I did I've never seen him play live or, or never got the opportunity to meet him or anything like that. But just from what I've seen on social media, it looks like a he looks like a stud who could be a, a big uh, point getter in the NHL one day. So yeah, I mean, the Western League's such a good league. It's it it develops guys so quickly and and really pushes them towards being ready for pro right away. So, you know, that league you can go through tons of NHL rosters and just look at guys who've all played in the Western League. So, yeah, it's uh, I was fortunate enough to get some time in that league and and really make the most out of it, but you know, looking back, it was some of the most fun I've ever had. How tough and it only hears with the travel how tough that is in that league and it's so spread out. Like how much of a grind is that travel? Yeah, it's it's pretty tough. I mean, <laughs> Ontario and Quebec, like most, like the travel in the Ontario leagues, like your furthest trips, like maybe six hours, like the Sioux, if somewhere. But six Anders, six or sorry, six hours is pretty standard over in the Western <laughs> League. It's being in Lethbridge, our closest team was Calgary, two hours, and then three hours, and then everything else is like Brandon's ten hours, uh, Vancouver's. 13 hours 14 hours so yeah like being up in prince george would be kind of a grind you're in the middle of nowhere your closest team is like i think it's like four hours is your closest team so travel can be harsh but i mean that's what bonds you with your teammates and you know everybody's got to do it so it just makes it i guess equal for everybody they at least have new buses up there for you guys like is it the sleepers at least somewhat new some, some teams some teams i know for my career we uh we didn't have a bus or a, a sleeper bus in Lethbridge. So we would get pretty thick like blankets and wrap them around the headrests and kind of make like hammocks on the bus. So you could kind of sleep on them. So yeah, everybody had their own kind of way of dealing with the the long bus trips, but that was just how some of the veteran guys did it. Oh, geez. That's, that's what you put in. Uh, the Rangers picked up Jake decision this year, who I know you play with yeah. there. Um, yeah, and he really. seems like he could possibly be in the full next year. Cause they're going to have some contracts on all the books. So, uh yeah what's the inside dirt on him inside dirt i don't know i don't think there's any dirt other than what you see he's pretty pretty open with uh you know how he carries himself and the way he plays like you know he's a hard-working guy who loves to get in the greasy areas and just like win stick battles and, and board battles and that's what i i really admired about him when i played with him is just like his ability to find open ice out of being in hard areas of the game like you have a puck battle in the corner, it goes D to D and all of a sudden like you're looking somewhere and he's back door wide open, like just waiting for a puck. So, you know, he, he thinks the game well, he works super hard. He's a good centerman. Well, I don't know if he's a centerman anymore, but he was when I played with him. Yeah. He's been playing center this year. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that guy is an awesome character. Uh, I knew him a little bit when I was in Regina, my first year over there, first two years, I guess. And then in Lethbridge as well. So, I mean, nothing but good things to say about that guy. He's an, he's an awesome guy. Um, really enjoyed playing with him and getting to know him. He'll he be had, he'll be a big impact in, in New York, I think, in the future. Yeah, he kind of got caught up in the number game with the salary cap this year. So he was in New yeah. York, and then they picked him up. I mean, they got him on waivers from Vancouver for nothing. It was a great – I thought it was a good move, just kind of see what they got. Cause, Huge. You know, he was a good prospect you know, coming out, and he yeah. played well in Vegas. So um, yeah. hopefully he pans out. And I also <laughs> saw – I don't even know if you remember this. But I saw, I just saw his name on the roster. And I was looking it up. But Akira Schmidt apparently played one game there with you, yeah, and got yeah. lit up. Yeah, he was my roommate. Was I lived roommate. with him. <laughs> yeah, I remember we were. Uh, I can't remember what it was, but he came over from Switzerland. You know, we had two other goalies, some import numbers. Like we, I think we had one more import than we were allowed to have. So it was kind of like he got in the game against Brandon, and, and they were good that year. And we. Uh, it was kind of his shot to be like, okay, I could either take the reins and be a guy who can be, you know, your 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 main goalie. And I think he got lit up for like eight or something like that. And I mean, like probably seven of those were probably our fault. Actually, 100% were our fault. Uh, but there's so many factors to play into that. Like it's his first game in North American ice. It's his first game in the Western League. Like there was a lot of factors to it and they just kind of didn't give him a shot. And then... Next thing you know, he's leading the charge with the Devils, just being a brick wall in there, which is, you know, awesome for him. He's an awesome guy. He's a, he, he's a really good, cool dude, and, you know, I enjoyed spending time with him, so I'm, I'm happy for him that he's doing well. Yeah, I'm just thrilled for him. Just thrilled that he just absolutely killed the Rangers and comes in and, and white knights himself for all of New Jersey. Unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, he was, yeah. he was a brick wall. He was incredible. 
Well, it's crazy, you know. It's it, it's playoff hockey, and if you ride a hot goalie, sometimes you can you can go all the way, right? You never know. It's it, it's so up in the air with playoffs. It's it's. I mean, it it sucks for Rangers fans, and it sucks for other fans for their teams getting kicked out. But it's it's cool. It's good hockey to see. It's good to see somebody doing well. And in that case, it's somebody that I got to live with for a little bit. That's yeah. That's for you. Yes, that's very cool. I, you know, that's a good story. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, Rangers fans. Sorry about that one. <laughs> Um, I got to ask you about Chris Knobloch. So the Rangers move on from Gerard Gallant, and he is one of the candidates for the job. And he's done a great job, it seems like, in Hartford. They're on a great run this year so far. Um, I guess what – playing for him, like, what kind of style is he – like, what would you think of him as a coach? Yeah, I mean, there's nothing but good things to say about him. I mean, I didn't spend uh, a ton of time uh, with Chris. But, you know, through mutual people that we both know, I've – I've heard nothing but great things. Um, I found him to be uh, a very, a very driven guy, very driven coach, and he expects a lot out of his players, and he gets a lot out of his out of his players. So, um, like I said, I didn't spend too much time with him, just being up and down and uh, not getting a full feel for a full year with him. But uh, every experience that I had was 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 very good, and uh, I thought he's I thought he's done a really good job with Hartford and, you know, I hope uh, nothing but success is hopefully he moves up and coaches in the national league as a head coach guy. And I think he could be, you know, a, a good fit for, for either the Rangers or another good, good organization within the NHL. So I think he's, uh, he's trending upwards and I think it'll be a good uh, move for him. Hopefully if he uh, ends up in the NHL, it'll be a good pickup. Yeah, actually, you know, both the teams from the Rangers that you're with uh, Jacksonville and Hartford both going on runs right now. So, yeah. Um, and yeah. I had I had Luca on the show back in January, back in December, and he was all fired. He's all we're gonna, you know, we're gonna go on a run, we're gonna go on a run. He's living up to it. Yeah, I mean, it's tough not to have a good time when you're living in Florida. I mean, you know, Jacksonville is such a cool spot. You know, I think they led the <clears throat> they led the entire East Coast in attendance this year. I mean, the atmosphere is great, the arena is great. It's 75 to 80 degrees every single day you can go golfing you can go to the beach you can there's so many things to do down there and, and then you get to play hockey in front of a good crowd so i mean there's nothing nothing more you could want out of uh playing in a spot and you know good for them that they're doing well i still talk to some of the guys still on that team so happy for them that they're doing well and uh it's cool to see them having success and they get a whole new ice there there too so that's a draw more people in there which is great yeah um, so you leave the Rangers. Was there any talk about coming back to the Rangers? Or was there any negotiation there? Uh, no, honestly, I'll, I'll just be upfront about it. There, there wasn't, um, you know, my, my three years within the organization didn't live up to my expectations and I don't think their expectations. So, you know, we had discussions about, you know, what, what I can do moving forward and, 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 uh, advice to try to build my game to the next level and, and get better. Um, so, you know, it was, had really good conversations with the organization and, and with the guys that, you know, just really wanted the best for me. And, um, obviously I didn't spend a lot of time up in Hartford, um, for, for good reason. I mean, I, I didn't, uh, I wasn't at the ability, um, or the level that they, they wanted for me. And unfortunately that's just the way pro hockey goes. So, um, you know learn learn from my mistakes learn from uh, missed opportunities and i'm uh, just trying to build off of that from now and you know try to prolong my career as long as i can when playing in europe and, and and enjoying and enjoying traveling and and living different lifestyles and experiencing different parts of the world so that's kind of where my mindset is at moving forward obviously it's a bummer but you know that's the way it is well, let's talk about this year because, I mean, a little bit of a whirlwind for you. Start off in the coast in, in Greenville, South Carolina, mm -hmm. and then you yeah. end up in Slovakia. So how did that all play out? Yeah, I mean, it was it was kind of a weird summer for me last year. I had uh, – I was told, you know, I'm getting this deal or this deal's on the line, and then it goes by a month, and I don't hear anything, and I say, what's going on? And, you know, I'm waiting for deals, waiting for deals, waiting for deals, and I get down to, like – august middle of august i'm like hey i gotta start signing a deal here right away and uh greenville greenville showed some interest and we uh we negotiated a good deal and i went there and you know i thought i had a good showing i played six games there and thought i did pretty well but we just i just didn't get in the lineup as as i had hoped and, and play as much as i wanted to and um it finally got to a point for me where 
it didn't seem like it was beneficial for I, myself and, and also the team for me to just stick around and just be benched for some reason. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it is what it is. Like I said it, uh, previously, it's, it's pro hockey and there's expectations and sometimes coaches have higher expectations of guys. And I guess I didn't meet those, those, uh, standards. So, um, spoke with my, my agent, Jim Shepard out of Calgary and, uh, we decided that moving over to Europe would be the best opportunity for me. And, uh, we found, found the deal in, uh, Nitra and Slovakia there and, you know, rolled with it and just kind of said, screw it, let's go. And I flew out on a, on a Monday at 11 o'clock and played, I landed on a Tuesday at 11 o'clock in the morning and played that night. So it was kind of whirlwind kind of what the hell's going on, but, uh, I'm glad I made the decision to go over there. It was a blast. That's crazy. And we've had a guy, I've had guys on the show that played in Slovakia and they actually think it's great hockey. They like, no, it's great. It's, hockey. it's a good, good place to be a good spot to land in. Yeah. There's a ton of really good players. It's fast, really high skilled. Um, can't say enough about the fans there. It's, it's unbelievable. Like just how the atmospheres are over there. I mean, I don't know what North America is doing, but they need to get on the European train for fans and chants and stuff. Cause it makes the game a whole lot more enjoyable to be at and play and, you know, I think we could do way more, but that's beside the point. But uh, yeah, no, it was, if anyone's looking over to go to Europe and Slovakia is on the table, it's a good spot to be for sure. Yeah. Now they have, now their games, they have like the standing room only, like the the fans on the one side standing, or is it all seated? Cause I've seen that too, where that's just the fan clubs like standing with like shooting all flare guns inside. Yeah. So, I mean, our rink was old and small. I think it fit like 4,000. I mean, pretty averagely we'd get around five but it's <laughs> 4, layers. if it's four thousand you get five <laughs> yeah we'd, we'd have people on one side mostly like 90 percent of the rank would be sitting and then in the one corner across from our bench on the left side it was just mayhem drums guys with their shirts off chants big flags waving no flare guns which isn't i'm kind of glad that wasn't the case because it would have kind of been distracting but I mean, you couldn't hear your teammate talking to you on the bench because it's so loud in the ranks and um, with the chanting and everything like that. Like, it's such a cool atmosphere. It's like it's like being at a soccer game. If you know what a soccer crowd looks like, like imagine that in a tiny old hockey ring. I, I the NHL needs. I, I would love that. I, I any guy well, you watch some of these Europe, NHL like, games and they're dead. I know, I know. I, I mean, and I think it's the Dell also in Germany has like the one side is like the beer garden, and then it's like the. It's like just flat stands and like people yeah. stand there, drink and is go crazy the soccer game the entire time. Yeah. Well, and in I mean, Slovakia, like the booze is cheap too. So like at our rinks, it's like you're getting a dollar fifty for a shot and two bucks for a beer. So people just, you know, go all out for that's their thing, right? The whole city, the fans, that's their team. They're diehard. They they live for the HK Nitra. So they uh they really want the team to win. They're passionate and I I mean that's that's awesome. It's super cool. That is awesome. That's that's really cool. Um, and I've had so many guys that have also gone to Europe and like that they found their love for hockey again too. And it's like, yeah. like, I, like it's a uh, like, oh, I this is why I play hockey because like these people yeah. are crazy. Well, that's I'll, I'll say that's probably me too. Like I, st- I obviously love the game of hockey, but I kind of it felt like work in North America. Like it really did. It felt like you know getting up for a job and going to the rink. I mean, you still have fun doing it, obviously. It's why we still do it. But you go over there and everything's fun the games are fun even if you're losing it's pretty freaking cool being here and like you know it, it's your whole purpose of being over there is to play hockey and it's fun and i mean you get to enjoy it and i really just i can't say enough good things about my um my experience there was it was amazing now when you score a goal are you going right to that crazy corner or is that like the the celly corner if you i going, can yeah i'll say that's yeah, kind of yeah if i can yeah i was uh <laughs> I scored a couple at home where I, I mean, it's crazy because the, the fans in that one corner are ballistic, but the whole rest of the rink is also going nuts too. So, I mean, you can really go anywhere near the glass and people are going to be fired up. So it's gotta be a pretty good adrenaline rush going down that line. Oh man. It was unreal. <laughs> and you had the goal of the month in January. Yeah. And uh, I saw that it's up for the goal. You know, you can vote for it. I don't, I gotta, I'll put the link out for everybody so they can find it if the, you know if you can figure out what you know Slovakian internet is, but uh it's the Europe for gold of the year. So let's try yeah. to get that let's try to get that hardware. 
yeah, I mean, if you're if you're listening and it's just download, it's called Tipo's Extra Liga. It's just the if you type in Tipo's Extra Liga um, on the App Store, it'll be all in English for you, and you can hit the top part. It says like Kristalovsky puck or something like that. I don't I don't know that part. That's part is not in English, but <laughs> yeah, you can watch the goals. Vote for whoever you want. Hopefully, me. But I mean. No pressure. Just find, <laughs> yeah, it'd be just, cool. It'd be just really find cool. Jake Elmer. It'll be on there. Yeah. And, and if you get a virus of some sort, find Jake on Twitter. Let him know. Yeah. Let me he'll know. He'll reimburse you for your laptop. Don't worry about it. Yeah. It's okay. I'll buy your, I'll buy your MacBook for you. Don't worry about it. Exactly. Um, In euros though, it's going to be a Slovakian laptop. So it might exactly. be a little different. Might um, take a while. I got to ask about your teammate, Adam Sakura, Rangers 2022 draft pick. Rangers fans are really high in this kid. Had a very good showing at the prospect camp and training camp this last year. So uh, get me more excited about him. Yeah, Sicky's a beauty. Like the kid is the most fun loving human I've ever met in my life. Like so much energy, so happy to be at the arena every single day. Um, You know, his whole life revolves around getting better every single day. He's if it's not him doing a crazy freaking warm up that I've never seen before, before practice on a Monday when we're all tired um he's buzzing um i mean the guy works so hard um he works hard in in the in the dirty areas of the game he loves to get greasy and he loves scoring like that guy i've never seen somebody celebrate like him like he he falls he falls every single time he celebrates because he's so juiced he's so excited and he just wants to win so i mean if he can translate his game over to the North American style, which I think he easily can, then he's going to be a force to be reckoned. He's just going to be a huge energy guy for Madison Square Garden. So I, I, I hope nothing but the best for him. And I, you know, I hope he does well in Hartford. I think he's still up there. And yeah, um, you know, I hope he does well this year, the rest of this year, and next year, and and has a has an awesome long career in the NHL. He's a beauty. He was, he was my line mate all year with uh, another guy, Sahir Gill, a Canadian guy, and. You know, he just had tremendous chemistry, and it was just a lot of fun to play with those two guys. Yeah, he got you know, at the end of your year, he got brought over to Hartford, and I think he got into a couple games. Um, but yeah, he seems like he's just a ball of energy. I think he he compared himself to Brent Marchand, which, I mean, if you can kind of kind of do anything what he can do, I guess that would be great. But um, I mean, hey, if he can do that and be and kind of be a Marchand type player, then that would be awesome for him. But I don't really. I, I don't know if his player comparable would be, but maybe like a Jeff Skinner um, okay. for Buffalo. Like I could kind of see that, like a smaller I've seen um, Carl Hagelin too. From yeah, yeah, that would, that would be good too. Yeah, no, he's sick. He's an awesome dude, and he's an awesome player. So I, I think he's going to have tremendous success. Now, is he like, is he throwing a body around too, or is he just more of just like a motor guy? Uh, he's like – I, w- I didn't see him throw any big open ice hits, but like he'll get into the forecheck and, and throw his, his frame around a little bit. So I, I think I, I honestly, like whatever role you tell him to go and do, he'll go do it. So he'll, uh, he'll be a successful player. I think in the NHL, I really do. So what's the deal over there? So you, are you dropping the gloves over there or is there uh, is that frowned <laughs> upon? Is that allowed in that league? What's the, I, I don't so know I, I, I don't, what I was told from other import guys that you can fight but you get just kicked out of the game so there's really no reason for dropping the mitts but i think there's other leagues like i know the ei in in england and the uk is they like their fights and i think there's some other leagues too but i think i think it's more of like a skill game over there that i found is the teams are more about the finesse and the speed and the talent and the, the kind of the flashier plays but um I mean, we had a fight this year in warmups. We got uh, somebody got jumped, and there's a big kind of bench ball. But that's about the only stuff that I saw. <laughs> so you go from the coast where it's just the Wild West sometimes to a nice yeah. little finesse game. That'd be a good good break for you. Yeah, it was nice. I mean, playing in the coast is kind of uh, the Wild West as well, but also playing in the South Division when you, <laughs> it's kind of even more Wild Wild West. So. Yeah, it was it was a good change of pace and uh, kind of suits my game a little bit better. But I mean, if I have to if I have to drop the mitts, somebody's talking smack or somebody deserves it, maybe I'll give give it to them. But try to stay away from that part of the game. <laughs> I listen. I, we've seen you drop the mitts a couple times. You know, it was a good one from Hartford. No, from uh, it was from Jacksonville last year when you. You knocked the wheels off someone. I remember posting the video about it. It says our guy, yeah, our guy, our guy Elmer dropping the gloves decision. 
Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It was that fight was kind of weird because he kind of gave me a slash, and I looked at him. I said, "You want it?" And he started skating away, and I was like, "Oh, I guess not." And then all of a sudden, I like blank and turn around, and he's skating right at me with his gloves off, and I was like, "Oh, I guess we're going." So, um, it doesn't happen too often. And um, I mean, I've gotten my bell rung. Maybe my fight in junior against this kid named um, Jackson Vandalese was not my best performance. So, I mean, if you're gonna find it on YouTube, then be prepared for kind of a shellacking on my end. But, uh, but don't yeah, put that. If I have don't to, put that one in the highlight reel. Not not in the yeah, highlight reel for you. Yeah, maybe try to delete that one or something. <laughs> delete that. I'll, I'll, I'll yeah, inappropriate content on YouTube. I'll yeah. put on there for Copyright you. Copyright strike it or something. I don't know. <laughs> try to get off there forever um yeah i mean the co yeah, it's about the southern division i mean every time you watch a highlight from like a jacksonville game there's someone getting pummeled it's what's what's the guy's name on the team uh how the oh, guy's man. oh man he's just an animal he's probably the toughest guy i've ever played with played against or seen like he just doesn't care like, <laughs> it's crazy he's it's awesome too because he'll like me saying this too because like he when he sees red, he'll kill anybody in sight. If you're sitting in the penalty box beside him, he'll and he's still going. He'll feed you, and you're on his team. Um, so, I mean, that guy, one of the nicest humans I've ever played with, one of the toughest guys, plays his role to a T. And I think he played like 15, 20 games in the American League this year. So, like, yeah. good, good on him. He went from the Fed League to the American League. So, I mean, that guy, there's just nothing but good things to say about Howie. I love that guy. Just the wires cross a couple times, and it's just yeah. Uh, I mean, you out. don't want to be on the other side of uh, his his anger. It's like a bull seeing red. It's it's pretty well game over for you. I don't think I've ever seen him lose a fight. That's crazy. Ever. <laughs> and there's some goons down there that he's going after. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's he's. I mean, he's he's fighting heavyweights, and he is a heavyweight. I think the best was I don't know if you were there for when it happened, but uh, it was last year when he was like sitting on the blue line, on the red line in warmups. I like, was in Hartford at when that okay. happened, but there was backstory between that. Cause that the kid is named Nico Blockman and he'll fight anybody. He doesn't give a crap who you are. And, uh, it was a morning game at like 11 AM in South Carolina. And he's yelling at us in the hallway about how he hasn't had breakfast yet. And the big dog's got to eat. And he's yelling at how we all warm ups and how we and him went and how he pummeled him like bambi legged this guy fed his lunch to him big fight and then the next time they played the whole red line thing happened where how he's like this is my rank this is my home you're not coming over that line so yeah as you can see you can probably find it on the instagram if you haven't seen it but yeah that's uh yeah that one's pretty viral one that, one, that one viral chicklets picked that up everyone picked that up like you know the, yeah. the jungle i think they went to the jungles back over it was when the jungle yeah the two that league were... is the jungle but it's a fun league to be in Two of them are just jabbing each other with sticks. The, the, Spearing the each other in the chest. Like, how does that even make sense? <laughs> I just oh, love man. that it was 11 a.m. camp game, you know, kids game. Oh. The two of them are screaming at each other. Running up and down our dressing room, screaming, big dogs got to eat. I'm like, dude, I'm like, I just woke up. I just need a coffee. <laughs> You're in a SpongeBob SquarePants jersey at 11 a.m. Getting Yeah. Like, oh, man. What's, so funny. What's your uh have you had a favorite or least favorite theme jersey there in the coast? My least favorite was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles one that we wore in uh when I was in Maine, my first year pro. And like whoever designed those, no offense to you, but those were god awful. Like the colors just did not work. Um my favorite ones in Jacksonville, it's not really like coast related, like they didn't really designate because i know the league designates a lot of different jerseys but they had a uh my first year there the lizard king jerseys they mm -hmm. were white jerseys and they're purple and gold and green they were electric so those are my favorite for sure yeah throwback jackson that's to run the uh duguay days that's when he was player coach in the 90s yeah there yeah they go. were oh, so vintage they were so sick <laughs> luco hates him by the way he said on the show he's like i absolutely hate the theme jerseys what? He's like, oh, the, yeah. I, I mean, the I don't like. No, no, yeah, yeah. He's like, well. I hate doing the theme jerseys. He's like, I think it's because they made him do like the Dub and Dumber jerseys this year. That of yeah, went oh, viral. Horrible. They went viral. Now it's like all these like it's well, pretentious. We right? had the we had the Thanos ones with the the warrior gloves with like the, the gems on the Infinity Stones. 
Those are pretty sick, actually. Wait, you Those had the gloves? Nice like the actual gloves were with it? Yeah, so we were given warrior gloves. Warrior gave us a bunch of golden gloves. And on the, what is it? What does he snap with his left or right? What In the movie, yeah, the whatever knuckle. it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so those gloves had uh, the Infinity Stones on them, painted on. So those, those cool. were sick. And, there's, and cool. they auctioned those off too. So they were wicked. That's pretty but cool. But some of, yeah, but some of the, some of those jerseys, those special jerseys are no offense to the league. If the commissioner is listening to this, which I don't think he is, I, I think they're terrible, but Hey, you got to make your money somehow. And that's, that's how you do it. I guess. I know the fans like the raffle at the end of it, but yeah, you, they you do. Know. the fans like to buy the jerseys. I think it was uh, when I had Matt, uh, Brandon Mascheroni he's like, you know, he's like, it's 11 a.m. You're SpongeBob playing against Patrick. He's like, you know, there's just not a lot of motivation when you get out on the ice. <laughs> no, there, there really isn't. You're dressed up as Batman and they're wearing like a Loki jersey. You're like, this is just like, it's not even in the same comic universe. What are we doing here? But no, I, I mean, it's it's good for fans. It's good for kids. I just, I think it's pretty common understanding throughout the players in the league that they're not our favorite, but we'll wear them. We'll do it. We'll grind it out. Uh, I gotta ask you about. It. I don't think I asked you this last time. Number fifty nine. What's the significance behind that? Um, I don't think there is one. I mean, I was given that jersey number when I came to Hartford after junior. Yeah, I was just sitting in my stall. Fifty nine was the number that was there, and I was looking around. I'm like, oh, Jake Gensel's got it. Uh, is it Tyler Bertuzzi wears fifty nine? I'm like, I think it kind of looks pretty clean. It's a pretty cool number, so might as well stick with it. And so that's what I did. I tried to get it in Greenville, but uh, Luke Santerno was uh, was wearing it, so didn't get it there. But I was only there for a couple weeks, anyways. A quick cup of coffee, so it doesn't matter. But yeah, fifty nine is a cool number. I mean. If anyone has any other recommendations they'd rather see me wear and then shoot me a text or a DM. But as of now, I like 59. I like, it's easy to pick you out, right? It's easy. You yeah. see, there you go. There you go. It's 59. Yeah. I'm Sometimes, shocked that someone else had it on a team. Yeah. My mom told me that it was, it was tough to pick me out between 39 and 59, but that's kind of the only thing that I could see, but no, it's, it's a pretty standout number. So I like it. I mean, you wear a one or a two or a single digit. Every other guy in the team has that. So, I mean, yeah, I think you see a five that stands out to me to that personally. Yeah. Yeah. Not many people wear numbers that are in the fifties. I mean, 55 is cool. 59 is cool. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just, it was given to me and it kind of stuck. So I like it. All right. Yeah. I was, well, I just saw, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's a number where like, I mean, I feel like someone would pick that, you know, like you saw a 59. So I had to ask you where that came from. Yeah. Yeah, cool. And it, some guy, yeah, some guy's like, oh, it's my training. Like, I remember Keandre Miller. I mean, he got 79 with the Rangers and like, yeah. and like rookie camp. And he's like, no, this is the number you gave me. I'm good with it. Yeah. Some like, guys why? aren't picky with it. Like, I wore 20 in Lethbridge. Like, growing up, I was number 14 my whole life. Um, Because I went from, actually, I was four when I was like, really, like, when I was age four to like age seven, I wore number four. And then my dad told me that I was a defensive number. So I went to 14. <laughs> And then 14 for years, and then I can't remember when it switched. I think it was when I went to Regina in camp, and I got given, like, I think it was 37, which was a horrible number. That's a camp but then, number, yeah. Yeah, that was a camp number that stuck, so I was a permanent 37 guy. And then in Kootenai, I wore 27, and then Lethbridge, I was, I think I was given 20. I didn't really have a choice. So 20 is cool, and then 59, and... I think I wore 63 in New, in New York's training camp. And then, yeah, it's it just stuck, I guess. I don't know. I'm not too picky with numbers. That's not a bad training camp number either, though. That's not. 63? Like, no, it's, yeah, it's that's not a, bad at all. That's not bad, yeah. There's some guys that get, get some pretty dust numbers, like getting like a 40, 43 or something like that. <laughs> like half bounce. You know you're going home really quick when you see a number like that sitting in your stall, so. Dan Girardi. Just... Dan Girardi tells a funny story. He was given number 46 when he first got to the Rangers. He was under at the free yeah. agent. And yeah. he's like, he's like, yeah, when I saw that, I, I you know, I knew I was going to Hartford. Yeah. He's like, you know, really? and, yeah. And he, he's like, I quickly switched to five the next season to make it seem like I was going to stick around. <laughs> it's true though. It's actually a real thing. Um, Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of those guys in that training camp right, where you were in the Rangers. I mean, Adam Fox, I mean, guys got on to win the Norris and he's going to be uh, in a top three down this year too. So, I mean, he's been incredible. 
Yeah, he's pretty good, eh? He's not bad. He's, he's all right. He's okay. <laughs> yeah, Foxy's a beauty. I mean, I spent some time with him when I was training and uh, skating within the summer when I was staying up in uh, New York for my first year. And then, you know, getting to know him between – because he was good friends with my buddy Patrick Newell, who was also part of the organization for a bit. And, you know, us three got along pretty well. When we were in Traverse City, we we went to a virtual reality bar and not a bar but a i forget what they call it gaming lounge or something like that so we were just like sitting in vr doing like boxing and like playing vr on a day off one day so um yeah i mean that's the extent of that i know uh adam and uh from what it's been he's, he's an awesome dude and incredible hockey player so there's there's a lot of guys with that in that organization that i when i was there and you know camps and traveling or whatever there's a lot of just awesome people that i got to meet which was really cool um any, anyone from the camp i mean i know fox is obviously taken off but anyone from that camp while you were there like that like you were like awestruck by like do you have like, an angel like welcome angel moment there uh shesterkin obviously was a guy that i was like and especially like i'm thinking more of like a rookie camp traverse city kind of mm-hmm. thing like those guys were like wow this this guy's going to be an all-star in the NHL. Like it's, it was so evident uh, to see like in practice and, and in just like even scrimmages, like skating with him in the summer, just like doing goalie skates. It's like, this guy's on a different level. So, I mean, I mean, Kravtsov is so skilled. I was like, Holy crap. Like I've got a long way to go. If I think my hands are good, this guy's on a different planet. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's tons of guys that that are not coming to my head right now, but there's there's tons of guys that were like, "Holy smokes, these guys are good hockey players." That was the thing that frustrated me, Kratzoff, and I hope he does well in Vancouver. But um, he just showed flashes of like brilliance, and then would just like disappear. And, and I I know like you know people say, "Oh, scouts, he was not big enough for the NHL. He's gonna get bigger." I know that's what Tockett said too. Like he's gotta get bigger for the NHL. But I mean, that kid, his skill set is insane. Yeah, his ceiling's really high. Like he's got so much upside. Like you see some of the goals he scored. Like some of the goals he scored in the KHL were just banana lands. So it's so hard to explain to like somebody who's maybe never played it or never played at a really high level. Like to be consistent every single day, day in, day out, shift in, shift out. It's so challenging, and that's why. There's millions of people that play hockey and there's only a select 0.1% that ever make pro hockey, let alone the NHL. Um, so, I mean, guys just develop in, in different ways and slower ways, maybe quicker, faster, slower, whatever it is. And I think maybe he's just developed into his NHL game a little bit slower than maybe the scouts would have hoped. But I think he's going to, you know, if he can figure it out, he'll he'll have a long career in the NHL as well. Um, any, uh, any good stories this year, like off the rink, any, uh, crazy, you get to Slovakia, any like cultural things that, uh, a little bit, I don't know if I can share most of them just cause they're kind of maybe inside stories with the boys, but, um, and I mean, Nitra was really, really cool. Cause it was, um, you're close to Budapest, you're close to Prague, Bratislava, um, Vienna. We went to Vienna a couple times. Um, I mean, talk about just complete polar opposite of Canada for culture wise and architecture and stuff like that. So, um, I kind of guess I'll, I'll, I'll throw one guy under the bus. I'll tell one story, but when it was, I think it was like my first two weeks getting there, we had a, I think we had a week off. And so me, a guy named Cody Donahue, Reed Duke, Matt O'Connor, McCoy Urkamps, maybe i can't remember who else was there but we all bombed up after a game we bombed up to vienna and we're like okay we're gonna have a couple nights out stayed at an airbnb we split it and it was a good time but it comes time to leave and reed duke is sitting there going oh i don't remember where i parked the car and we're in a city of two million people that we've never been to before in our life and so we are cruising up and down these blocks where we think we parked for about an hour and a half looking for it and nowhere to be found. And so I find the impound lot and I call them. They don't speak any English. And so I'm trying to be like, hey, is there a old school? Because that was a car he was given, an old school Mercedes. It was it was like neon or not neon blue. It was like baby blue. And we're saying like baby blue Mercedes. And they're like, so we're like Slovak license plate. 
And they're like, well, what's the license plate number? We have no idea what the license plate number is. We have nothing. And so, uh, yeah, it was just kind of a grind. And we finally found it. They called us back a few minutes later, like, we have it, we have it. So, I mean, that's kind of the only crazy story that I was like, well, you probably maybe should have taken a picture of where you parked beforehand. But uh, I'll throw him under the bus because I love Duker. So he can eat that one, I guess. So what was your setup over there? They gave you a car, like they gave you your own car when you got over there, your own your own place. Yeah, they, they, yeah, they give imports. Um, they they give you guys housing, and then uh, depending on where you live at, our team was lucky enough that we had a bunch of extra um, sponsorship cars, so we were given some some vehicles for getting back to the rink, back and forth, and maybe bombing somewhere else. But um, I mean, everything over there is pretty well walking distance or a scooter or whatever. So there's ways of getting around, but yeah, we were given cars, apartments, and then um, yeah, it was pretty cool. Was it just net Netflix? And I guess now you can pretty much stream everything, right? So it's probably, it's probably so much different now. Yeah. So I'm a, I'm a big gamer. So I spent a lot of time sitting on my computer playing video games after practice, which is not very good, but I enjoyed it. <laughs> Probably could have been doing stuff a little bit more productive. My girlfriend would definitely tell me that's the case, but uh, I enjoyed playing some video games after practice. Get the indoor simulator, get the golf game going. Oh my God, that would be electric. I had my clubs over there because when I was in South Carolina, I had to fly with them because I couldn't go home. So I had brought my clubs <laughs> to Slovakia. There's no golf courses anywhere around me. I'm like, this is brutal. You guys walk in your apartment like, what the hell are those? Like, what, yeah, what like, well, golf what is that i've never heard of it golf's not very big over there it's kind of crazy or there i say are there any golf courses at all there i think there's a couple i think there was a t- my general manager told me there was two in nitro but i don't think they ever opened up enough for me to to get out there and play i mean i if it was open i for sure would have been gone playing the snow in slovakia <laughs> yeah actually you know what there wasn't a lot of snow when i was there i was oh, that's surprised good. That's good. It's kind of doomy and gloomy some of the days, but uh, a lot of rain, not a lot of snow. So that was cool. That's not bad compared to the Hartford winters, you know, that's that's not too bad. Compared to the Calgary winners. That's true. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, So what's the handicap at now? Uh, Last time I checked, it was a 4.6. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I, I shot my career best this year when I was down in South Carolina. And then just recently, I've been trying to get out. Well, I'm working at a golf course just for just for the perk of playing free golf at the course where whenever I can get out. So, um, I mean, I work from 6 a.m. till 2, and I get to go play golf if I want after. So, not a bad little gig. That's not bad at all. That's nope. not, no. A little twilight. Just raking, a little raking twilight bunkers then. and, yeah, raking bunkers, mowing greens and putting pins in and then going and playing later that night. So, it's catching not bad a, at catching all. Catching a tan and then, uh, and then going to play, huh? My farmer's tan is through the roof right now. I look like I, it's I can't even describe it. It's so bad. <laughs> so what's the what's the game plan for next year? Do we know where we're going yet? Uh, as of right now, no. Um, we're still looking around. We'd be nice. I'm I'm gonna be over in Europe. Yeah. So um, I mean, wherever that may be, you'll probably see on my Instagram story or my Twitter post eventually once I sign. So. I mean, we've got some options and we're just trying to pick the best place for me to be and, and, and progress there. Obviously, you know, spend some time, maybe one or two more years in uh, maybe a lower seated league and then hopefully get up to the big boy leagues like the SHL or the Swiss leagues or the Dell or something like that. That's the goal. So just move up from there and, you know, try to have another productive season. So, uh, yeah, so I, I guess that is that how it kind of rolls? Are you kind of like work your way up kind of a deal? Is that kind of how it? Yeah. I mean, if you're doing well in, let's say, Slovakia and you enjoy it and you start getting paid pretty decent money or the Czech League or whatever, you can you can make some good coin. And then, obviously, if there's room and a team sees you and wants to sign you and the SHL, the Dell, Swiss League, uh, Austrian League, they, they pay pretty well. And uh, they're probably – I mean, I think the SHL in Sweden is probably the second-best league in the entire world, so – uh, um, you know, guys over there who played lots of NHL games go over there and, and make some good call. Line. Yeah, and if, now you brought up England before, and they are all about yeah. fights. So if oh, you yeah. go, if you end up somehow in England, you gotta you gotta breathe. Actually, don't breathe. Don't breathe. If, if I if I sign <laughs> over in the EI in the in the UK league, I'm gonna be taking mixed martial arts for two months before I go even there. 
they have Twitter. So, they have Twitter pages just for their fights. Like it's crazy. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, and the fans eat it up. It's amazing. We have my buddy Devin Didiomidi, who's actually playing over in Romania now. He played there, and they they love them because he's just a, a fighter. Like he just killed guys, and he's like, I'm he's a legend in the league because he yeah. just fought every game. Yeah, so, they love man, it. It's it's great. I mean, go to the KHL, get some Russian gas. You know, there's a lot of options here. I mean, yeah, he's, there's that's what's so cool about playing over there that people maybe don't realize like there's there's tons of leagues for guys to go and play like my friend who was playing at rpi um college and he was like well i don't know if i'm going to kind of go anywhere after this and signed a deal in sweden in a lower league and put up a crap ton of numbers and then he moved up from there so like there's tons of places for guys to go play and i mean why wouldn't if you can go travel europe on somebody else's dime pretty well then why wouldn't you go do it I know, and I've, we've had guys on that played in Italy where it's not like you know a top league, but you're living in Italy for free. Yeah, you're traveling yeah. up and down Italy, the being the best food in the world. Yeah, and you, you know, like and my other buddy is playing in France, and he loves it. Kelsey Tessier, the maritime guy, he absolutely loves yeah. it. He's like, and he's killing it. And he was a guy same like you again, under yeah. region that kind of worked his way through the Rangers organization, went overseas, so. He uh, there's so many leagues. Yeah. Like said, there's so many leagues that you can go play in and play great hockey. There's tons, and and the fans are always passionate. People love the imports that come over, and I, I mean, I don't know many guys that have had bad experiences going over there. So, um, I mean, obviously, if you go to a tough spot, or maybe you don't enjoy some of the aspects of it, but I mean, most guys are enjoying their time there. And the cool thing is, like, you get national team breaks where you can go travel for. I mean, I know in Bratislava to fly from Bratislava to Dublin and Florence were 15 euro flights. Like you're paying 20 bucks Canadian to go fly. Like it's unbelievable. That's ridiculous. Crazy. That's pretty good. Yeah. Can't so even fly to Florida. Can't fly from Florida to New York for under $500 now. No. No. It's insane. And you in Calgary, you're, I mean, can't go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, we're screwed. <laughs> Calgary's, Calgary's deadlocked for prices. I know Calgary to like Vancouver is like four hundred bucks or something like that. That's insane. Outside. That's insane. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, yeah, it's nuts. Well, enjoy the rest of the summer and uh, and get the golf game up. I expect to hear that you're a scratch too by uh, the end of the summer. Now that you're at the golf course every night. Yeah. And uh, who? Hey, maybe that's the next call. Canadian Maybe. PGA. Oh my god. I didn't even thought of that. Just play play pro golf in the summers and pro hockey in the winters. Dual sport athlete. That would be huge. I think the what's his name? Brodor. Brodor's kid does that. He quit hockey and is playing uh playing golf now. Not a bad sport to be playing professional at. <laughs> no, that's pretty good. It's pretty that's good getting, getting paid to play golf. Not bad. Sign me up. All right, buddy. Yeah, so uh, let us know when you sign somewhere. We'll get out there and make sure you go vote for Jake and uh, get him his, uh, what was it called? What's the puck called? Crystal puck? Uh, the, Chris, the crystal puck. The crystal puck. Make him ship that to Canada. Make him uh, really pay for the overage uh, shipping charges on that from Slovakia. Get their, get their uh, UPS charges up. Let's go. You get it. It's like a pin. Yeah. <laughs> Just a little flag. Congrats. This is a piece of paper. This is congrats. Good job. <laughs> good job. Yeah, good job. Good job. Come back if you want. Yeah. All right, buddy. Thanks for coming on again. Cool. Thanks, Kyle. I appreciate it. Have a good one. Thank you so much, Jake, for joining us. It was great getting him back on. Just got back uh over from Slovakia. So it was it was great to have him on the show and catch up with him. Uh, always root for him. He had a beautiful goal this year. Make sure you go, we talked about, go vote for his goal of the year. Give him his silver or crystal puck, whatever it is. Um, uh, be great to, for him to get that. But, uh, yeah, so we'll see. We'll keep you in the loop of where he goes next year. Obviously, we'll follow along. But, uh, I, I told Jake to let me know where he goes so we can put it out there for all of our listeners who does follow, who do follow along with these guys. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll make sure that everyone knows where he's playing next year. Somewhere over in Europe. Um, but we'll see, you know, hopefully he lands at a great spot. He had a good year this year and he's been, he'll be working his way up the European ranks soon, which is awesome to see. He's a young guy still. So he's got a lot more hockey left in him and you know, who knows, maybe he'll switch over to golf. I mean, uh, fantastic golf or maybe he'll turn this into a, uh, Canadian PGA tour, uh, career too. It'd be pretty sweet, but 
Uh, thanks so much for him for joining us. And that does it for episode 132 of the Broadway Hat Podcast. Um, please make sure you go and subscribe to the Show Napa Podcast. Make sure you leave us a five-star review there. Every five-star review we do receive a dollar is donated to Alex's Lemonade Foundation. So please go on there. Leave a review. takes 10 seconds out of your day. helps an amazing cause that helps fight pH cancer. Uh, please go and subscribe to the show on Spotify. Leave us a five-star review there as well. You can find the show on Google Play, uh, Pandora, Amazon Music. Anywhere you get your podcast, you can find us there. Make sure you go and subscribe. I'm uh, sorry. Um, follow the show on all social media as well on Twitter at Broadway Hat Pod. You can follow my personal Twitter account at KHallNY for all New York Ranger updates, articles. Obviously, check out my latest articles on BellyUpSports.com. I think I've had three that came out this last week. Make sure you subscribe to the show on our YouTube channel as well. We have brand new stuff on our YouTube channel. Clips, show you know, show episodes, clips, YouTube exclusive stuff. So make sure you go check us out there and subscribe to the show there. And also make sure you follow the show on Instagram and Facebook at the Broadway Hat Podcast. And thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Thank you.